Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Phil Bliss, founder of Canada's podcast. Welcome to Canada's podcast, the leading podcast for entrepreneurs in Canada. Today, we're going to meet Theo Theo, who's CEO of Alpha Batteries, Inc. Alpha Batteries provide customers with the comfort of knowing their phone will always be fully charged wherever they may be. Their battery towers are in businesses across the GTA, so be in the lookout for one that might be nearby. Theo's passion for business comes from his experience working in the family's restaurant, plus a solid background in education. So, Theo, uh, who, by the way, everybody is in Paris, but, uh, you know, Toronto boy, uh, as I do at the beginning of every session, um, tell us, a little, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got here, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, the quick three to five minute, you know, overview, if you like. Sure, sure. Um, just uh, to quickly tell you a little bit about myself. Um, born and raised in Toronto, uh, I got an. I uh, started my career in education. I did that for about nine years abroad. I uh, worked in South Korea. I worked in China, and, and that was kind of my career that I had chosen for myself. Um, I was going to do law, but you know I didn't really meld with my classmates and. I still wanted to affect change in a broader spectrum uh, in society rather than just focusing on law. So I decided to go into education. Um, and I did that for all for a long time. And while living abroad in Asia, uh, specifically in Beijing, actually, uh, I came across this kind of service they have. And, you know, things in East Asia, they're so much more technologically advanced than we are in Toronto. Um, I don't mean to get political here, but I remember that like in Toronto, before I left to go abroad, uh, we were still using like tokens and tickets to use PC. Then when I go to abroad to East Asia, they already have an NFC network everywhere to use. So I was, so these kind of things were already established. So technology over there is a lot better than what we were, we have. And using the, uh, this kind of battery sharing service that they had in Beijing was a lifesaver for me on so many occasions. So I decided just to bring that to my hometown. I mean, Toronto's multicultural city. We're used to bringing the best of each culture here. So I decided to be that kind of conduit to bring something great that I saw abroad into the city. Interesting. And, you know, so you had education. What, well, what made you want to become an entrepreneur? You mean you had a career in education? You, you know, you liked it. W what sparked this? Like, I'm going to pack all that in and and jump on the entrepreneurial bandwagon. Um, I wanted there's well, honestly speaking, being a foreigner abroad, there's very there's a glass ceiling. You can't really go farther than a certain point being a foreigner abroad. Career. And I wanted to do something bigger and better, not only for myself, but I wanted to do something that helped. I'm kind of altruistic in that sense. I want to do something that's going to help a lot of people. Like I kind of alluded to before when I'm talking about 
when I switched from law to education. Um, when I, I was in law because I really believed in the philosophy of law. I wanted to help people. I wanted to be the guy that people called at 3 a.m. to be a public defender. Mm-hmm. That's who I wanted to be. But my, again, my, like I said, my classmates kind of disillusioned me from that. And I switched to education because I wanted to do something that can inflict just that much more amount of change in the world as I would do as a lawyer. So I thought education would be for me. And when I hit this limit as an educator abroad and I couldn't go higher, I thought to myself, okay, this battery business is going to be the thing that's going to push me to that next strata of change in my life where I can affect a lot more change and a lot more positive change on people than I would doing just working at a school abroad. So you, you're still in the early days of entrepreneurship. Is that, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. You know, what, do you, what are you liking most about it? Uh, I re- honestly, I really like uh, seeing people's faces when I tell them about this new idea that I'm bringing forward. Because as a teacher... As an educator in my past, I'm supposed to be a problem identifier and a problem solver. So if I see a student in my class who has learning learning uh, difficulties, I'm supposed to identify that and solve that. If there's a student that has difficulty hearing, I have to make sure that I have that microphone, that I have systems in place so that they're going to have a good time in my class. And now as an entrepreneur, I really like seeing this kind of like, oh, wow, moment when I talk to people about this great new thing that I can bring to them. That, mm-hmm. Oh, really? Like, because how can I say? Um, when we go out, we always have this voice in the back in our, of our head thinking about, oh, is my phone going to die? Should I charge it now when I'm home Am I, before I go out? Because I know I'm going to be out for a while. Maybe I should bring my phone cord with me so I can plug it into an outlet if I'm here. There's always this little voice at the back of our head annoying us and causing us stress. And that's a problem in this new digital age. And me personally, I've identified that problem. And when I tell people, hey, I can solve that problem for you. And I can solve it in this great, cool new way. And seeing that kind of, oh, wow, look in their eyes. And man, it's such a great idea. That really, really inspires me as an entrepreneur and makes me want to continue going forward and pushing through all the difficulties that come forward to me. So, I mean... You're, you're raising money. Is that the greatest challenge you face in business today or in, in, in this new business today? Or has there been other challenges that, that you could talk about? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, the biggest challenges for me, it's not, it's not even the fundraising. It's not even the finances or marketing or anything like that. Um, I'm a lifelong learner. You have to be kind of a lifelong learner to be an educator. You always have to be adapting and you always have to be, be willing and able to absorb information from multiple channels and to change how you approach things and approach situations. And I feel like, again, that's useful for being an entrepreneur. So learning how to fundraise, learning about social media, what it takes to be have a presence there, learning about cold calling and finances, that's fine for me. The biggest challenge for me is personally, um, and that's kind of the advice I would give to anyone initially coming into um, being an entrepreneur 
is to really, really take a look at yourself personally before you jump into this venture. Everything is fine. If you're, if you're dedicated and you're smart, all the challenges on paper, that's going to figure itself out. You're going to figure it out. As a person going into entrepreneurship, you really have to understand yourself first. You really have to understand your own strengths and weaknesses. Um, if I have to describe myself, I would say I'm an eternal optimist. I always, I'm a dreamer. I always have these kind of, I'm not put down by anything. Student is student that's having difficulties. They're, they're uh, sad about themselves. They're depressed. I'm there to give them that motivation. I want to pop them up. I'm always an optimist. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's good, but there's also a bad side to that where reality kind of kicks in at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, I liken it to uh, being a boxer, a new boxer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can study all the tape you want. You can buy the best equipment. You can have the best trainers. You can be able to quote all these inspirational people. But then when you get into that ring, you're going to need to know who you are yourself. And you endure multiple blows, punches to your stomach on a daily basis. Still have that inner strength to get up and continue on. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I find challenging in my situation. I have to know for myself. And that's what I face every day. And that's what a entrepreneur is going to face. That search for constant um, endurance and that constant willingness to get up after multiple bad days in a row, both on the personal and the business end, and just to get to that point where you can continue going forward on this. That's been the biggest challenge for me, literally getting into this entrepreneurship venture. Interesting. That's some, some interesting stuff there. Um, I mean, you talk about challenges and, and you know, constantly fighting and, and being optimistic. Uh, but you have to overcome them, okay? And you can only fight so much. So how, how do you typically, you know, overcome those unexpected challenges? Some challenges we expect and you expect them, so therefore you can, you, you can you know, you know, plan your fight or whatever. But it's the ones that you don't expect that, you know, how, how, do, you, how, do, you, how do you manage those? Um, it's, a, it's a mix of prioritizing and just personal sheer will. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, there's no like real magic formula other than that. You really just have to pick up the bootstraps and no matter how you're feeling, no matter what's going on, you got to put that to the side a little bit and get this stuff done. And you have to prioritize and like, can you like this big problem that you have, can, is this something that has to be done right now? Or can you put it to the side and deal with it later when you're in a better mental state or better mood to get this done? Because after getting a big punch through the gut, maybe you're not in the right state of mind to write that big email or to go ahead with, with this new situation. So, so I would say to get over these problems, you have to just, I would just, pull up the bootstraps, suck it in, and then try to get into a logical mindset and think this problem needs to be solved right now. And can and if it does, can I pull it together and finish it? Or can I put it aside right for the moment, pull myself together, take a little break, 
put myself together emotionally and then attack it and try to think and try to figure out it, which path is the better one to take. Hmm. You know, what's the best piece of advice that you've received from someone else that you use in, in, your, in your processes, if you like? The best piece of advice I can say, and I, that I've gotten, if not even from a professional uh, financier or someone in the entrepreneur field, the best advice that I've ever gotten is from my immediate group of friends. And they always tell me the same kind of thing that, like, this is, this is going to be me. I am, I am the business. I'm, regardless of how many employees I have, regardless of anything. I'm the face of that business and it's my vision that goes. And it's, I have to make sure that when I do this project, it's my face going forward. I'm the one strategizing. I need to make sure that I have confidence and that I'm putting the effort forward to make sure everything gets done because I can't really can't really depend on other people to give their best effort, if I can see, if I can be honest with that. Um, even if I'm paying someone well, you know, other than being over them 24 hours a day watching them, I can't really make sure that they're going to be doing things to the best of their ability. So I need to make sure that I'm, for me and for myself, I'm setting that trend and I'm putting myself out there and I'm working my best every single day. So you were, you were teaching for a decade. I mean, do you, do you kick yourself that you didn't jump into entrepreneurship a decade ago kind of thing? <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty, pretty much, yeah, I would say. Um, because the, the ideas are out there. And people, I don't know, people are saying, oh, if I just had this one idea, I could make it big. Or, oh, if I just did this one thing, I can make it. And that is really, really true. This battery sharing uh, business that we have, this is been out there in Asia for ages, ages. And uh, I was using it for ages before I even thought about it. And now that I've got this business going, I should have done this way more in advance. Uh, this is something that, uh, this is something that really spurs my interest and really gets my juices flowing as an entrepreneur. Uh, I wanted, I should have gotten ahead of this ahead of this curve, it's, how can I say it? I lost, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, that's good. Let's, let, let's sort of move away from these reflective things because they're, they're, they're very interesting, but let's have some sort of fun things here. You know, I, I always ask people, are you a morning or a night person? Oh, uh, I'm personally a night person, but I have to, uh, turn myself into a morning person, unfortunately, because everything is happening. Everything happens during the day: meetings, banks, everything's functioning during the day, cold calling. So, I'm a night person, and I do my best work at night. But I have to turn myself into a morning person, for and to be an educator, I have to do that too. I, yeah, it's interesting because I mean, I think that we do have a, a few night people, but morning people and on, morning and entrepreneurship do seem to go hand in hand. It's kind of, you know. Typically, on a work day, I handle all. I do all my social things in the morning, where I have to call, I have to go to the bank, I have to do this or any virtual meetings, anything like that. And then I do 
call my personal work later at night when I'm more focused and I'm I'm have a lot more energy to dedicate to it, like website building or designing the brochure or what script to have for the cold calls. That you know, you're in Paris today. I, I know I know that, and you know you you've been in Asia for what the past de decade, and then back and back to Canada. You know, I have to ask you. You know, what should what's the most favorite place? you have to do business in oh that's a tough question um i would have to say uh korea and china are, the, are my favorite place to do business in just because everyone it everyone's interested and everyone wants to do business with each other and like you get business requests and people who want to meet you just unsolicited or and you know all these connections to people and everybody knows a businessman and everyone knows someone who can connect you to something else and everyone's so really enthusiastic to do business with not only each other but international companies everyone's in that game in in Beijing or Korea really specifically <laughs> okay. and uh just the their enthusiasm over there really makes doing this a lot of fun and being in these kind of personal meetings with them when you go over there. I mean, like I said before, I'm a dreamer, I'm an optimist. So when they when we start brainstorming about what we can do together and what they can bring to the table and what I can bring to the table and how we're going to do this together, it just gets me really excited and it gets me thinking about all the possibilities that we can do and I can do together, what I can do for them and what they can do for me and what we can do together. And it's just so exciting to do business over there. And it does a lot more um, if I can say traditional conservative in that sense. Oh. Um, okay. Because uh, I remember someone else mentioned this on the podcast that you have, and it really is really, really true that, you know, you put entrepreneurship on your uh, resume and someone's like, oh, you're not working for that time. It's just, you're just off. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm doing stuff. I'm building myself. I'm establishing I'm establishing routines, I'm establishing policies, I'm setting strategic outcomes out. You know, they don't see that. So it's, but they, in Asia, in Asia, they really like that kind of establishment of yourself, if I can say. Yes, I, I, know, I know what you mean, actually. So what's keeping you up at night on the business front? Um, the future, <laughs> yeah. if I can say that. Yeah. Like you know, like we're we this company just started out. We are just establishing ourselves and establishing our routines and our strategies, how we want to move forward. And as passionate as I am and my employees are about this business, you know, we need to like I know the future as much as bright as we see it, reality has a has a way of hitting back against us, right? So, I worry about the future. I I don't know where the company is going to be at in six months' time, in one year. I have no idea. Yeah. And but you know that kind of stress is also connected to my experience as a teacher. So I don't know if it's just me as an entrepreneur and this is stressing me out at nighttime, or if it's just as a teacher stressing me out. Because as an educator, I'm supposed to be preparing students for a future. Five, six years, ten years from now, I don't even know what's going to happen next month. What the future is going to look like, and I'm supposed to be giving these students tools for success. 
And as an entrepreneur, I have the same stress. How like sure I'm establishing these cool routines. We're going to do this and have all these dreams. Yeah, we're going to do that. That's a great deal. How's it going to look like in six months? What's going to look like in a year? Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Is something going to fail so spectacularly that it's going to destroy the business? Or am I going to learn, be able to learn lessons and apply them somewhere else? I don't know. And I just have to wake up every day hoping and being an optimist and let's try this out. Let's see what happens and let's just keep going. So if you had to be one word to describe yourself, would it be optimistic? What would it be? Uh, yeah, I, I'd still go. I'm, I know it's kind of repeating trends for here, but I, yeah, I definitely go with optimism. Okay. Um, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe it's from my mom who, uh, my mom's always been my greatest supporter and my dad's been there, been there supporting me as well and my whole family. Yeah. And, you know, my, my dad's kind of the realist and my, and my brother kind of realist. My sister and my mom are always the, uh, the, internal optimists and they always tell me you know Theo, it's okay everything's gonna be fine just keep going keep pushing everything's gonna be fine and i kind of grew up with that so it kind of just ingrains in me to always look for the best the best things and to sure maybe things aren't working out right now but you're learning your lessons you're going through and you're going to keep going you're going to apply them somewhere else and everything's going to be fine later just keep plugging in don't give up so you you you're a, you said you're a lifelong learner. What what book are you currently reading, or what book would you recommend to the audience? I mean, you know, in terms things that things that that you, something you read recently that really uh, impacts in, impacting you. Um. I'm, well, honestly, I wouldn't say if I'm going to give that, that kind of that kind of like personal uh suggestion to someone i would say keep reading as a personal fun activity to do for yourself rather okay. than be it be it specifically for business because you're going to be learning all day you're going to be everything's online anyway you're going to be learning through things reading this look at this article analyze this information do that and reading is fun reading should be yes it is absolutely i'm a big reader uh, so yes and i mix Okay, I, I do about three novels to one uh, sort of nonfiction, basically. Right, yeah. And so, I would say, you know what, just save all that fun stuff for later. Like, find a good book, read it for fun when the day is over. Uh, you have a good podcast, sure, sure, listen to the finance podcast or the, the entrepreneurship podcast, right? But, you know, save some fun stuff for later because you're going to definitely need after working a 14-hour day wearing multiple hats, doing multiple things, getting punched in the gut a few times, you want to sit down with a good book just to have that escape. You want to sit down with a good podcast just to have that, your, that escape for yourself. Get order some, order some food, sit down with that book. Um, if you want a specific book, um, what I was reading recently was uh, Dance, Dance, Dance by uh, Haruki Murakami. Mm -hmm. that's, been really, that's been a real page-turner for myself. Um, when it comes to podcasts, um, because I know there's some obviously we're part of the podcast that work out here on the internet. Yeah. Um, other than other than this podcast, obviously, <laughs> um, I would listen. I would listen to um, this podcast called uh, Taste Buds. I don't know if you've heard about that one. Yeah, I have actually. Oh, you have good. That's my favorite one to see. Uh, for those who haven't heard of it, 
It's just a podcast where um, these two comedians, they debate food. So is it pancakes or waffles? Which one's better? Coke or Pepsi? Uh, stuff like that. And they get into these heated debates. And, and that's just after a day of business and seriousness and living in the fear of the future for your business and doing all these cold calls, getting rejected, having some good news, um, and just being in a whole chaotic whirlwind of your business a day for 14 hours. It's so good to sit with a good book or sit with a nice podcast and to just let it off for an hour or two. So keep reading for, I would say, keep reading for fun and just pick a nice book for yourself at the end of the day. Cool. Okay. So, Theo, it's been great meeting you. Um, uh, I wish we could have done it in person in Paris, but that's fine. Um, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they've sort of heard something that they like and they, they want to? They want to follow up with you. How, what's the best way? Uh, the best way to contact us is through our website, uh, alphabattery.net. And from there, you can have access to all of our social media accounts where you can get into contact with us, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, uh, or you can actually, on our website, there's a form at the bottom that you yeah. can submit and we can contact us directly through there. So okay. any any all portals to contact with us done for our website, alphabattery.net. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on Canada's podcast. Been, been, as I said, been really good meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice to be here.